and welcome to Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy, or should I say Amy and Lauren? So as promised in this episode, I have a friend, Lauren comes on the podcast and we talk about Formula One and to be fair, chat mostly rubbish. Um, But yeah, it was so much fun and I hope you enjoy the episode and the next episode will be a Imola race review but until then enjoy me and Lauren chatting rubbish for a while and I will see you in the next one bye so I'm gonna ask the all-important question Mm. who do you think is gonna win this year I know there have been three races but I know but so I instantly want to go Ferrari you think Ferrari gonna hold on to that I mean if they're not if they're not going to win, they're good, they've got to place high, surely. Yeah. I mean, I I can't see Mercedes winning. I will be shocked if they do. If I'm honest, I, I will. Just because it's not even just the three races, but I can't see them getting any better. No. I can't see. And I mean, like, you're hearing enough behind the scenes where it's like, man, we're keeping the car as is. Like, we're not really making too many changes. We are just keeping it as it is, and people just have to get used to it. And so you do oh. sort of think, maybe, maybe you aren't going to do that well this year, which is a bit gutting for me. Yeah. There is, in my mind, in the back of my mind, to go a little bit off topic. I don't know. I feel like Lewis Hamilton might retire. Do you? I don't know. I think, I think he'll do another year or two. Yeah, I don't think he's in it. I mean, he hasn't signed up for Max Verstappen's fucking 80 year yeah contract yeah he's like um, um, shoot sorry i swore i'm not supposed it is to. fine i don't want you to get kicked off of spotify or Apple. no it's fine warning this episode may contain adult language may contain will contain <laughs> will contain adult, adult language sorry uh, listener discretion is advised <laughs> yeah it really is uh, we say that every time we get in an Uber, actually. Yeah. He's a man, has to listen and to our conversations, and it, yeah, it does get a little blue sometimes. You think, he's coming away thinking, we're myself, really. Who are these women? What are they? Who are are they women? Okay? I'm sending someone around their house. Do they need checking up? Is there a police nearby? Um, yeah, I, I do have a suspicion that he might, that he might retire. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think, one, he's been in the game for a long time. He's done yeah. really well, but I, I know I think he wants that last... I think he wants like, the eight. Well, yeah, he wants the eight, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really difficult because I was thinking about Mercedes the other day, but they are second in the constructors at the yeah. moment. Like... Yeah, because let's not... Like, Red Bull is just... Red Bull have decided, like... One weekend we're going to work, and then the next weekend one of our cars at least is going to DNF. Yeah, and because... let's just carry on with all that. Honestly, it's a, but I actually have no sympathy because I'm such a Red Bull hater. You are a Red Bull hater. You are. Um, I think it could be Ferrari's year, to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't think Red Bull are going to do very well. I can't see Mercedes winning. I don't, but I know you said in the constructors they are second, but yeah. I don't know. I just and George can't... Russell is second in the um, driver standings. And I don't like George Russell either now. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you like? Is that a shorter list? <laughs> My list gets shorter and shorter because I have no clue. I'm just... I mean, I like Lewis Hamilton, obviously. He's like... Yeah. He's he's the people's choice. Yeah. He's the people's choice award. British bias. British bias and everything. Yeah. Um. Obviously. Obviously, I love a bit of Danny Rick. DR. Oh. Oh, God, yeah. Who does it like a bit of Danny? I told you about the man that looks like him in my gym. And did. I mean, I don't condone taking pictures of people in the gym, but I couldn't even get away with it. My gym is too spacious. Like, I just actually... <laughs> I am... Honestly, the first time I saw... He was like... Well, this man in the gym listens to your podcast. Um, the first time I saw him, I, like... I genuinely done a double take. I was on a Would you like... Has Danny podcast. Rick moved to South London? That's what I was like. I was like, why? And why? I'm not like, I'm not going to question it, but also I'm questioning it. Why, why are you here? And I, it, he's very like, he's very good looking, the man in the gym. He works out, obviously. So I'm like, hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you're just going to have to take my word for it. That I'll take your word for it that uh, 
Daniel Ricardo actually lives in South London and um <laughs> yeah this is where he's residing to keep his anonymity yeah um, we'll keep the secret safe don't you worry <laughs> except not because let me just go on this podcast and say there's a man that looks remarkably <laughs> no, like my gym so if you just head down to that gym I won't name the gym just in case it's fancy little gym um, well I mean to be fair you know, it's South London to to Woking, where the so um, is, isn't that far? Not really. Like, what what did you say before about half hour drive? Probably about half hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, it's not bad. All right, I have to keep an eye out for if we see a McLaren because he must drive a McLaren. No, that'd be too obvious. He probably drives a Ferrari. <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> Really cover his tracks, or like you know, like a Fiat Five Hundred. Yeah, but oh, like Fiat Five Hundred, you would not expect him to be in one. Yeah, but like, surely, if you work for McLaren, you would have a McLaren. Yeah, but you wouldn't drive around in it because then people don't. Well, I would. <laughs> yeah, but I'm too far a bit of a knob, so yeah. So you know that that's different. See, I no, he probably would actually. To be fair, though, it would probably clock up a nice, pretty penny in south london you'd be stuck in traffic all the time yeah but some of them are, aren't some of them like electric oh yeah fair i, I say this like i know i don't I'm really get into the semantics here of what what the drivers are actually driving in real life i'd Come like to see though there's probably a blog or something out there that like just watches what they drive because like surely if you like for example if you work for mclaren like if daniel alano don't have mclarens like why would you like Lewis and George are obviously driving around in Mercedes. They must be. Because why would you, if I'm going to go work for this team, you know, put my life in danger for entertainment purposes. But maybe they have the cup, right? I'm going to type in. I'm I'm just going to, I'm actually going to Google it. I'm going to see what Lewis Hamilton drives. He must have a Mercedes. I mean, they probably have multiple cars because they're all rich. But one of them must be like a Mercedes. I bet he has like a G-Wagon or something. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't actually drive a Mercedes. What does he drive? He has. One of them I don't know. So he has like a car collection. Yeah. And part of that is um, a Pagani Zonda. Don't know. Have no yeah. clue. But he also has a Ferrari, which is amazing. Oh, who wouldn't? I mean, okay. I'm, but I feel like Mercedes must as like company car. <laughs> a g-wagon sorry to interrupt you he does own a g-wagon i will give you that you just did say that he must have he does yeah i wonder what to do in i feel like such a stalker i've gone into lewis howard's instagram <laughs> and he posted a picture the other day with his dog and it's um, in a mercedes car so they must give them like company cars yeah they well they have to the company car you can have a company car i mean do you expect it i, I would want it, I'd be a bit annoyed, you know. What do Red Bull give you though? <laughs> what do you know? Do know? Like, an unlimited supply of Red Bull. Red Bull you yeah, you just get a lot of Red Bull. Maybe it's to do with who their like engine supplier is. So they probably would have had Honda, maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh you got like Lewis or, like, nice, what like... would it be now? Because it's Red Bull powertrain. So like, I don't know what it would be now. Oh God, I don't even know. What was the original question again? <laughs> What was the original question? We just went on a massive t- oh, oh, Formula One drivers, do you actually like? There was a question before that. That 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 was like the second tangent to go off the original. Oh, I think the original tangent was just who do you think was going to win this? Oh, year? <laughs> it feels like history A level. Do you know what I mean? You just like ask one question <laughs> and you end up in like the Russian Revolution. You're like, I mean, I didn't start here. This was not my intention. I don't really know how I got here. Who do you think is going to win this year? Um. I'm like you. I think Ferrari. Mm. I feel like, you know, Charles is doing the job. You know, he yeah, is he's doing well. But I don't think you can discount Carlos Sainz because he's a good driver, you know, Carlos. No, he is. And was it in season two that, like, they done, like, a whole storyline on him? And I honestly... What, in felt- Drive to Survive? Yeah, and I, like, felt so much for him. My little heart was like really sort of upset for him. I think I don't know if I'm getting confused between my drivers. Um, 
but wasn't he not doing very well but he wanted to do well and because he wasn't doing very well he doesn't know if his contract was going to be renewed and it's like a whole thing and it was making me very sad is i don't know i feel like that may be esteban Ocon you're thinking of maybe but I don't know. Oh, I'm pretty sure there was something with signs at some point because I know I felt sad for him. Yeah, because he's, he's had a few episodes. Time, there was something with the both of them where I was like, "This, this is upsetting me now." I, I don't, I didn't feel like I didn't, I didn't go into this wanting to be so emotionally invested in the drivers, and here I am. Here I am, like, why are you do this to me? Why are you making me emotional? I, I remember you hadn't watched it, but I had. And I think I yes. came to you, didn't I? And I was like, you have to watch it. Didn't you watch it that you just absolutely binged it? Was it yeah. the weekend the parents went away and you had the house to yourself? Yeah, basically, I remember this conversation. We'd gone out for dinner or something. Yeah. And you was like, have you watched Rush Survive? And I think my answer was, but I know what happens. Yeah. And it was like, but you don't know what happens. It's like, but you... That- Amy, you no, don't know. Like it, it's all the nitty gritty behind the scenes. Like I personally, I wasn't like you. I wasn't into F one before watching it. Like Dad would put it on, and I'd be like, "Okay, just gonna watch cars go around the track like fifty two times." Like I don't know what, yeah, you know, don't know what you want from me here. It's just zoom, 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 zoom the whole way through. How is that exciting? And then once I watched uh, Drive to Survive, I was like, "Oh my good god." this this is it but I like I was so invested in it and I actually only started watching halfway through season one because I think funny enough I think I was out for dinner with you Mm. and I came home and my parents had started watching it and then I think we just sat there for hours just watching Mm. it and and blitzed it so then yeah rather than throw a party or do anything too wild while your parents were gone and you had the house to yourself you were like let me just binge watch Drive to Survive yeah Drive to Survive and I binge watched it and I was like (gasps) okay yeah I see it like I get it the first series is really good of Drive to Survive actually yeah I quite like it because um because I I was reading something about it before and apparently like in season one Hmm. there's only a select few teams that let them film because pretty much none of them wanted to film they were like they've been trying to do this for years apparently but teams are just so secretive behind sort of like their cars and less so the drivers it was more about they didn't want the secrets of their cars coming out but obviously once yeah. once netflix got past that and they were like we we don't care yeah. um we 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 want the drivers and we want um you know we we want the the drama behind it then that's when i think so i think halfway through season one they were saying one or two more teams were like, okay, you can potentially film. And then by the time it got to season two, pretty much every single one was like, yes. Whereas it's weird now because after season three, mm. like you've got teams threatening now to be like, I'm not going to be part of the next series. Or yeah. not even teams, but like some of the drivers, they're like, we don't want to be part of it because you've made that seem more drama filled than what it is. And that, didn't Daniel Ricardo wasn't he saying that in one of the episodes um they use the radio from a different race to the one that they're showing so it makes yes I think going on behind the scenes than what there was it was like a generally just very boring race but then they added in the radio from another race to make it seem like and I was like oh I think you're right because I think um I saw it was a video and it was like um like one of the like the McLaren videos and it had Daniel and Lando in it and it there was like reviewing like the some of the episodes of Drive to Survive and they're both like that maybe didn't happen there. Yes, I think this mu- it must have been that that it came from because I read the article and I was like, don't destroy my illusion. But to no, be fair, did you see like apparently this last series only got 17% on um Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Though. But like I the like, first I this season, I really like this. I season. personally, I don't think that this series was any difference to say series three. No, do, I'll tell you what. I think I, I think I know why this series probably was rated lower. There was so much build up. Yes, like they even addressed it in the series how much build up there was because last season alone, without there being a Netflix documentary, without there being anything going on, was like so tense and so full of like oh my god I need to watch the race this weekend 
I think so many people had such high like expectations and were so geared for it. And to be honest, I would argue that some people only watched this series and didn't watch any of the other series purely for that last episode on the um that last race. Yeah. So going into it, I think I think it's probably fallen victim to sort of really high expectations. And then because it's just the same as what all the other series are like, people are like, oh. I do think they need to change it up a little bit. Yeah, I do. I feel like that. I feel like it needs to have more direction. Sometimes I feel it's a little bit like directionless, and it's. Yeah, I get that they seem to focus on like drivers per episode, Mm. whereas I'd prefer sort of like it to be like chronological order. Yeah, sorry, I am going to cough for a second there. That's okay. Yeah, because I remember watching an episode as well where it focused on uh, Lando and Ricardo. Mm. And I I hated Lando Norris for that episode Mm. because it made it seem like that he had gone into this interview and been like essentially Daniel Ricardo's rubbish. Yeah. And that was it. It was, do you feel sorry for him? And he was like, no, why would I feel sorry for him? And I watched that and I was like, you snake. You absolute yeah. snake. That's like your teammate. That's and then the the whole narrative around that episode was people expected them to be really good friends and they're not and they're not gelling and it's and it was this whole thing and I think that's crazy. I think I think it's mad how watching that series and in the matter of an episode it can change your opinion so quickly yeah. on the drivers. And the thing and, as well is like how realistic is that? Because then you see something else yeah. which isn't on Netflix and you go like actually they seem to get on all right so what is the truth yeah I think more than the media I think that documentary has such an influence on people's opinions Mm. on the drivers and even the I never know what to call them like the team leaders oh the team principals ah there we go I knew it was like a fancier word than team leaders you know what F1 are like fancy everything up for the sake of it um but even that like I hate Christian Horner. I hate him with mm. an absolute. And every time he came on my screen, well, you were there because we watched the first few episodes yeah, at your house. Yeah, yeah. And um, every time he come up on screen, I'd be <laughs> like, I hate him, turn him off. Oh, and he just annoyed me to no end through that whole. But during season two, I was a bit like, oh, I don't mind him. Whereas by the time I got to the end of season three, I had such strong feelings about this man. And 100% was prepared to marry Toto Wolf, fully just ready to walk down the aisle and be Mrs. Wolf. I'd I'd be the second Mrs. Wolf. I don't know. We could be sister wives. Because I love his wife as well. So I was like... Susie's amazing. I love Susie. Oh, I love Susie so much. And then I remember you telling me quite a few bits and bobs about her. And I found myself then when we watched it at home, I was like, did you know this about Susie? Did you know this about Susie? And I was like... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I just want to be a sister wife. Maybe I just want to be part of the Wolf family. Yeah, maybe I mean, you want to be part of the Wolf family. Lauren Wolf does sound not terrible, actually. I mean, it's a really good surname. I can't even remember your first question. Are we still on that first question that you no, asked? We're, st- we're talking about Data Survive now. We've moved on from the car. We've moved on. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think. I, I really I liked think, it. I think it was good. I think if they change it, they just need to be a bit more like. And I know they do need to change it. I think they either need to just be a bit more. I feel like they need to do more like almost like documentary behind the scenes. Mm. Like I kind of want a bit like I want like Louis Theroux in there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You either got to go like down that end or I think you've either got to be like, it's this is the real housewives of. Yeah. Either... Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like they're kind of trying to do this like middle ground. Yeah. You either lean into like that reality show drama, yeah, that we're all like rolling our eyes at but absolutely loving, yeah. or you go like proper serious, deep dive, truthful story. If it's boring, it's boring. Yeah, you know, it's just that's this is it. It's just being presented as is. But yeah, I, I think you're bang on. I think they're trying to walk that tightrope between and it's, it, reality and full on documentary, and it's just like it's not working. You yeah. have to pick one or the other. Because I think the thing is, is like a lot of people have become fans through Drive to Survive. 
Yeah. So it's like, I suppose in the first series two, series or two, people may have just been like, I'm just watching this for like the fun. Now they kind of are watching it every week. It's going to be like, mm, yeah. well, actually that didn't happen. Or like, people what, are going to start picking up on things. Prefer? What would you prefer it to be? Like reality TV show or like David Attenborough documentary? See, the thing is, the thing is I don't, hate it but I suppose I have in the past watched a lot of reality tv so for Mm. me if you take it as it's like reality tv there's not a problem with it but I feel like because it is kind of framed as more like a documentary you expect the truth like do you see what I mean I think they either have to like reframe it because I think the thing is as well, which I didn't realise I was talking to someone, and they were saying they don't actually watch Formula One, they just watch Drive to Survive. So There's you... loads of people that do that, that they only actually, and I, I'm a little bit more on that side, mm-hmm. so I will watch a race, but if I miss it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But I wouldn't miss this, like an episode in the TV series. I'd watch that religiously. So, and I feel like that's the thing, is like, then do you do it as more factual because you know there's people who are just watching I don't know it's difficult it's really difficult I think I'd rather it but that's because I'm petty and I love the drama yeah I I would rather it be just like full-on reality tv show like keeping up with f1 do you know what I mean Yeah. yeah that's that's how I would like it and I feel like you know if if you want if you want to get like your your information and your actual facts out there listen to this podcast but if you want a little bit of drama keep it up with f1 yeah i think maybe that's how you got to do it they've almost got to like reshape it as like this is yeah a reality no, more reality change anyway something definitely has to change between now and like series three and series four because i don't think i don't think drive to survive will survive no if they carry on like this for another season but then you know what netflix is like yeah, I just not disparaging Netflix and there's other there are other streaming services available. I'm using yeah. my my radio training. We used yes. to not be able to mention any brands without saying but other there streaming are, services are. are available, but Drive to Survive is actually only currently on Netflix. So um So yeah, I mean you can watch other stuff, but you know, that one's specifically on Netflix. Um but yeah, I just Oh, who knows? Who knows? And also, I think like this, this season of F1, mm. rather than the season of the TV series, I think it's been very much hyped up as well. And I think even that sort of taken people by surprise because it has been good. But I mean, was it was it the qualifiers of the second race that was like, I wasn't watching it, but I was keeping an eye on like my live updates on my phone. And I was like, mm. this is mental. When Lewis Hamilton didn't even get through. Was <gasps> it- yes. Oh my god! And I was like, "That's wow! Is he sick? Is he ill? Is, is he, he okay? Why? What? What? What is this? What's going on here?" But I don't know. It's just. I like, just, have I you seen as well? Like the numbers are just going up, like the amount of people watching it. It is good. Why? Why do you think more people have started watching F one? Do you think it's like the Netflix phenomenon? Yeah. Phenomenon? phenomenon that word. I think when like Liberty Media like mm. took over they have put Formula One more into the for- forefront of more of the general public yeah and I suppose one of the the things as well is Drive to Survive I suppose came out at a really good time because what the first series aired in 2019 and then series two aired in 2020. You yeah. had when people were locked down for two years. Well, you yeah, it was sort of the perfect time, wasn't it? They people binge watched it. And then now you've got like, so I think I think the marketing around it has definitely changed. It's not as closed yeah. as it used to be. Um, and I think, you know, last season. Of um of Formula One, the 2021 season. It was so much happened, and you having, you know, people 
you know, Max and Lewis going into last race equal on points. Like, yeah. And I think that, that sort of drama, I think, really drew people in. So even if people didn't start watching it at the beginning of the season, by the by end of the end, season, they were fully for it because it was you had all this build up and it was like, oh, who's going to win? And it all comes down to this. And it's yeah, it was just a really exciting thing. So I think it's partially that. And then I also think last year as well, which I was surprised about, it's been one of the years where we had like some of the most podium sitters in quite a while. So I think maybe seeing a slight bit of shakeup happening yeah, um, was drawing more people in because I suppose the, the other side to it, and like I personally am not mad at, you know, having years of dominance. That doesn't phase me. I mean, at the end of the day, if you've got like a good team and your car's doing well and your drivers are doing well, you should win. So, you know, props to Mercedes for that. But some people get bored of it, you know. Yeah, and they want to see the top dog sort of. They want. I think that's why this year, like, it's quite exciting with Ferrari because you do sort of see them as the underdog a little bit. So you are properly sort of geared for them because you're like, no, they, you know, they've been working hard for this and they haven't had, like, a good stretch in a while. And Mm. you can't help but sort of root for the underdog. I think my... After my we watched Drive to Survive at home, my dad, he found himself that when he watched the races, he didn't care who the top three were. He was always watching the middle of the grid. He was like, because yes. that is where it's most exciting for me. And that's where I'm watching and being like, who's improving? Who's got a good week? Who's driving really well? He was like, I always know who the top two are going to be, potentially the top three. He was like, yes. that doesn't excite me. But that middle grid and then Drive to Survive, giving context to that, he was like, I oh, like that's that's where I want to look and that's where I'm concentrating on. And I think that's probably the one good thing about Drive as well, is that you're not just focusing on whoever's winning. You are focusing on the people in that midfield. Like, and you kind of or even to the back of the field. And so when they do well, you're like, Yes. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? You're not just like, oh, okay, this yeah. team's won again. Oh, it's them again. Yeah. Cool. Not like it's a bad thing because obviously it shows the talent, you know, yeah. and all the hard work. But, you know, when you are watching a race, sometimes it is just focused on the top three. Yeah, and I just, like, it sounds terrible, but I just don't think we want that. We want, we, you want to feel excited because if you always know who's going to win, it takes the excitement out of it. You're like... Mm-hmm. You know, are sick. I think again. I think that's where Netflix came in. It provided that context because for so long you're watching it and you're like, okay, it's either going to be Mercedes or Red Bull, Mercedes or Red Bull, Mercedes, and that was how it is. And you know, you don't want to disparage any team because they're doing well because it's you know, sort of against what you're wanting. But at the same time, you obviously do get to a bit where you're you're a bit like, I'd, there's no point watching because I know it's one of them two who are going to win. Whereas the TV series then provided that extra level of like what was going on behind the scenes and how the drivers were interacting. I think it humanized the sport because I, yes. I always thought F1 as a, a very detached sport. It was something that an only like a specific group of people mm. were interested in and wanted to watch and stuff like that. But once I got given the context, I was like, actually, this is really interesting. This is like, something that I I want to look into a little bit more and actually like watch and experience for myself yeah I think that's <laughs> the case is uh it definitely humanized I think the sport particularly because it's a sport you can't you can't see a live reaction do you know what I mean like yeah if you watch football or you watch rugby there's like a live reaction right yeah but- you, you see the people behind the sport whereas in f1 Really, if you're just watching, you're just looking at a car. Yeah. It's, oh, I have a question for you, actually. I'd, I'd be intrigued. It's something that my dad, without fail, will always bang on about. Okay. Less, less so now because of the new rules in place. But whenever we watch F1 or even watch him drive to survive, he was always like, look, at the end of the day, there's no such thing as a good driver. He was like, because it's all down to the car. It's all about how good the car is. So it, it doesn't matter whether 
the driver's really good or not and why are they getting the praise because at the end of the day it's all about the car and not he's less like it now because obviously they've got the the spending cap um but i'd be intrigued what's your take on that the whole sort of does it really matter about the I driver is it all it, about the car it's 50 50 because if you put you could put a bad driver in a good car but if you can't like for example if you put someone in it, right if you put me in a formula one car right <laughs> you could put me in the ferrari this year okay picture that i'm not gonna win yeah fair point actually <laughs> like i'm not gonna win that race like that's not that's not gonna happen yeah it doesn't matter right? how good the car is i mean you don't have a license anyway. So. I mean, I can't actually drive a road car. So, like, I mean, it's definitely yeah. not going to happen. That was probably a really bad example. Um, but I think, yeah, obviously, if you have a, a good car, it helps, right? Yeah. But I think if that was true, I think it, when you then see... It's how you then see drivers who say don't have a particularly good car where they can put that car, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if you are putting that car in in a position like where it shouldn't be, then you think that's a good driver. But you can't have a, you could have a good driver, but if you still have a bad driver, your car is always going to be like, they're never going to get great points. No. You know, you're never going to get those wins right because yeah those drivers are gonna push no even if you're not in a winning car you're still gonna push to get as many points as you can you're gonna push to get on that podium um so I think obviously if you have a good car it helps but it's not the be all and end all no yeah I think I agree opinion. with you. No, to be honest, I think I agree with you. I think, because uh, that's my argument really to my dad, is like, surely it's it's 50-50. And I think he's more like it now because of that spending cap. But like you said, you could have the best car in the world. If you've got someone like us who have no licences and, you know, who are not very experienced drivers, though I do like to think I'm a half-decent driver without a licence. Um <laughs> I don't think we're going to do well. Even no. even if you put us against Lewis Hamilton who's or Max Verstappen and they are like the worst cars ever constructed. I mean, you're having to like Flintstone it yeah. and pedal. They probably would still win. Stuff. They'd still win. They would probably most likely still win because I would still be sat at that line going, okay, so do I press that button? And that one's the one that goes forward. Okay, but I don't like that because it, it's a little bit too fast for me. And wait, is that where the brake pedal is? And what's this? And oh, I've turned too sharp here. Honestly, I'd probably yeah. crash in the first turn. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If you, uh, and this is no shade. I don't take this as shade <laughs> to anyone. Um, but if you still crash in a bad car, I don't think you're going to do particularly well in a, even if you had a good car. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, spot on, actually. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Don't take it as shade. If you read into it, you read into it, and that's not my problem. <laughs> but my point is, if you're still you're going to crash with a bad car, I don't see that much hope for you in a good car. Yeah. You know, if it's a little bit like, again, no shade. Mm. It's a little bit like if I'm riding the bike, mm. if I've got my stabilizers on and I still can't stand upright on it and I'm still falling over and I am still hitting fences and various, you know, trees and other children, I'm not ready to go on, on the big boy BMX. No. And also, if you think about it, if it was all down to car, surely everyone, like you and your teammate, would literally be for example, one, two. Yeah. Consistently. True, actually, yeah. And if you aren't, well, it can't be the car because technically speaking, yeah. you should be having very similar results. Obviously, I know only one person can win, but 
everyone should be behind each other, behind their teammate. And that any person in front of them should be their teammate. I mean, you've given me the perfect argument back to him now when he says it, because we used to always watch it and it would always be, he's like, honestly, you would count the seconds it would take for him to turn around and be like, it's not about the driver though, it is just like how good the car is. But no, this is the perfect response to that because in fact, not no, Jamie, it is, it's actually 50-50. And I will say this, I'm going to take this moment because I have seen the slander and I will, I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> Right, Nico Rosberg is underrated, right? Because when he was in that Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton, they were one and two, right? Yeah. So put some respect on Nico Rosberg's name, <laughs> please, and thank you. He's getting a little bit slammed at the moment, isn't he? He Nico Rosberg. You know, he won his championship in 2016 and retired, right? Yeah. Or whatever. He has a family, you understand. He's a family man now, right? Yeah. But the way that people go in on him, no, I'm sorry. He's one of the only people who was one and two in with Lewis Hamilton in that Mercedes. So put some respect (laughs) on Nico Rosberg's name. A nice capital R on respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. (laughs) And that's what it means. And that's what it means. Please and thank you. Wasn't Mick that done the nice big crash on the first... I was about to say the first episode. It was not an episode. (laughs) The first race. Uh, Second race. And he missed it, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do. I do remember this now. Yeah. So they're essentially saying that there is no way they can fix that car without spending like another million. So could they please maybe get some leeway? But obviously that opens up the grounds to any team at any point throughout the year being like, oh, no, these repairs, they're going to go over the sp- uh, and uh, we need leniency. Can we have and then it's like, what is the point of a spending cap? Yeah, well, as opposed to it was like in extenuating circumstances, you know. I know, but I feel like when you introduce extenuating cir- circumstances, I really feel like you're opening up the ball for it to be um, taken advantage of. Yeah. Well, just you know what I mean? Like, it's be like, maybe you can have a reserve of a meal. I think that would work, yeah, a reserve. So, like, but if something happens... That you can, but that's it. But you yeah. can't use it for, you can only use it to replace stuff. Like you can't use it for, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like you yeah, can't yeah. use it it's as, really like, annoying. you know, you're, we're building the car. Let's use this extra mill to like. Change the color. work. Like it has to be used for like, okay, if there's been a big crash or something like that like repairs almost what do you think of red bull's new car not red bull um ferrari's new car like their new design because i really really like it i really like it i they were talking about it i think when they done like the the after race sort of interviews and commentary and people Mm. were absolutely i don't know can i say this buzzed off their tits they were buzzed (laughs) off their about about the car and the colours and the design of it. And I was like, oh, she's looking sleek. I was like, she is. I do like, I do like the Ferrari. I do. I really Ferrari do. Ferrari came in with a with a bang this year. They were like, hello. They just like, honestly, 300 style kicked down that door and was like, we are here. They were like, babes, we're Ferrari. Don't you forget you it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They... I, I honestly can only see them going strength to strength um, this season. We say that like it's gonna go downhill for We'll come and back we'll to this now, and there'll be a terrible fire in a factory, and every single car. <laughs> will go we'll come back to it in like a couple of races time and be like, we jinxed Ferrari. We are terribly, terribly sorry. Um, yeah, no, they can be fine. I think we should do a review in like another few weeks and see where we're going. We should end this with some predictions and then 
Yes. Come back in a few weeks and see if we want to change. It'd be like, we messed up. We messed up. We didn't do the best that we could here. Yeah, it's... um... Do you know what? I don't think I will, though. I think... I think I'm... um... I think I'm going to be right. (laughs) Basically, I think I'm the best and I'm going to be right. Were there any other burning questions you uh, you you needed out of me that only I could possibly answer? Um, okay, actually, I have one one question before we go for some predictions and sign off. Okay. If you could be head of Formula One, if you could be, what's his name? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. No. no his name has, has gone out of my mind, which is really bad. We'll just call him Sir. So if you could be head of Formula One, yeah, you get to make the choices. You get to make decisions. Obviously not FIA, so, you know, actual running, right? You can't exceed track limits, that sort of thing. Not that bit. But just Formula One as a whole, what would you do? Would you make oh, any changes? That's make it a bit more interesting? That's such a good question. Um... You, I don't know. Do you know what? Do you know what I would do? What? I would make it so you know at the end when they're on the podium. Yeah. Um, I would have it so rather than a big bottle of champagne, mm. confetti cannons. You do know it's actually not even champagne, it's actually just sparkling wine. Oh, upsetting. Wasn't it Sprite when they were in where were they the other week? Yeah, when they're in um Saudi Arabia. Because they caught Lewis Hamilton, didn't they? Turning around to the others and being like, This is Sprite. <laughs> I mean, there are other fizzy lemon drinks available. Yeah, lemonade. Uh, lemonade. It was lemonade. Um, yeah, I get rid of the drinks. I get rid of the drinks. Do you know why? Because I why? feel like it's so wasteful. Yeah, but then you'll never see a shuri again. Mm. You didn't think of that, did you? I didn't, but I'd, I'd give it up. I'd give it up. I'd go for <gasps> You would give up seeing a shuri? I would. I think I would. Okay, that, that this is actually very testing of our friendship. Actually, now you said that, I don't know. Right. Okay, Amy, what would you do? Um, oh, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, you are the captain now. <laughs> look at me! Look at me! I'm the captain now. Um, I would one. Yeah, I would keep i wouldn't change it to confetti cannons i would keep the wine or lemonade yeah um but i would make sure it's actual champagne like back in the day none of this sparkling wine stuff no you know so in all your infinite power this is what you're doing this is one this is sorry 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 i'm poo-pooing you before you you're can... poo-pooing my my points before I even finished them all. Sorry, carry on. Um, I would like because sometimes, like, I would make the paddock club, like, you know, where all the people, if you have like loads of dollar dollar bills and stuff, can like get, get into. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would make it more fun because, like, sometimes I, I'm watching it, like, it just seems like everyone's just like walking around. And I think how they should do it is. Get the paddock club. Let the, the paddock club be for like normal people. Like I would have a DJ. I would, you know, get the tunes blaring. Make it more like party vibes. I mean, I don't know if it be sort of vibes. There is no vibe. It's got funeral vibes at the moment. Yeah, because sometimes you're like watching it, and like I know, like obviously part of it is like people act like working, you know, doing their jobs. Yeah. But, like, I feel like they could just be a bit more, like, party vibes. Like, I feel like it might be difficult to get your interview done, you know, post-race. But party vibes. We've got a little soundproof karaoke room. Oh, my God, put karaoke in there. You know, I feel like make it more fun. You know, you've got to have the vibes. Obviously, my favourite one is the paddock party. Yeah, then you see, like, party vibes. Yeah, I agree with that. Get, like, I don't know, Diplo in there or something always looks so dead like I don't look at it and think oh I want to go but I know it's because I'd probably cause chaos yeah we bring the party we could let's get paddock club tickets 
I don't think we can afford them. Do you know what? If you ever do like a little side podcast and it's a little bit like, you know, like it's like this podcast, but like after dark, you know, it's a little bit more wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You could call it the paddock pie. <gasps> Is this what we should call this episode? This episode should be called the paddock pie. But could you imagine us in the paddock? We'd cause absolute chaos. Oh my god, yeah, we cause absolute chaos in Clapham. So you know, dear Formula One, <laughs> Stefano Domenicani, that's his name. Oh god, has that just happened to you? Yeah, it did. Oh my god, what is I your know. name? I don't know. Um, please invite me and Lauren to the paddock. <laughs> we may cause absolute chaos, but we would record it, and it'll be fun. Um, so please. So please invite us to the paddock. Many thanks and all the love. All the love. Love you, Stefano. Please, please let us do this. Please let us in in the paddock. My God, we'd be so much fun. We'll We'll vlog it. We'll put it on YouTube. Yeah. We'll be like, hi guys, welcome back to the vlog. So lastly. Yes. Let's do some predictions. What do you think is going to happen in the next few races? We have a sprint race coming up for Imola next week. Mm. Who do you think is going to be the winners and losers over the next couple of races? I think, I mean, I'm going to go safe and say I reckon Ferrari are going to do well over the next few races. I think they're going to keep up this momentum. I think mm-hmm. um, Charles is on a sort of, He's on a bit of a hyped-up streak, isn't he? As he should be. And I think he's going to carry that through to the next few races, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see Red Bull creeping back up. I do think the break might have given them some time as well to think about some things. Um, and let's be fair, like Max alone is on a very, very long contract. So he is going to want to be driving a half-decent car at this point, which Red Bull yeah. don't even have a half-decent car. Um, so I feel like he might put them under a bit more pressure as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes, I just can't predict it. If I'm completely honest, I think George Russell is going to continue doing well. Mm-hmm. I just want to see my baby Lewis Hamilton. Lizzie. Just, just, just a little bit better, just a, a bit better. Mm. But, you know, at the same time, I understand that he might be losing a bit of interest or just sort of, winding down a little bit and yeah i think mercedes i'm a bit up in the air but ferrari and red bull i think will continue to be the usual contenders really um what about you so i agree i think that ferrari will continue um doing well Mm. um red bull and mercedes i don't know yeah. Um, because I feel like there's definitely an issue with Red Bull's reliability um, that they need to sort out because it looks like when the car does what it needs to do, it does well. Yeah. But when it doesn't, it's just, it just it like, it you know, so I feel like, will this, will they have had enough time to sort that out? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I feel like Mercedes are like could end up even if they don't sort it out. Mm. They get they every race they have scored points. Both cars have scored points, so I could almost feel like they could be like this sleeping giant. You know what I mean? Where it's like okay, they don't necessarily always win, but because they get both cars consistently get points. Yeah, that all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, they're still doing pretty well. Also, um, maybe this is just, you know, wishful thinking, but I think that, you know, McLaren are on their upward trajectory. And I think if they can continue this upward trajectory, they could be ones to watch. Because obviously um, in Bahrain, it wasn't looking too good for them. No. Then Saudi Arabia, it was a little bit better. Then Australia, it was a bit better. So I'm like, they could be ones to watch in the next few races. Um, possibly. If, you know, 
it continues the way that it is. No, I think those are some solid predictions, you know. We'll, we'll see. We'll come back in a couple of weeks and we'll be like, we were wrong. Yeah, we were so incredibly wrong. wrong. Start rethinking, do I even deserve this podcast? It's like, do I? Do we deserve voices after that? It's like, I am not good at this. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we retire? Yeah, I'm retiring. Yeah, I. who are you? Who is this? What is this? Just go back to our lives. Our, our normal non-podcasting lives i mean you do it far more than what i do obviously um but and obviously it goes without saying thank you very much for inviting me that's okay thank you for coming on no anytime i you know it's it we have these conversations on the tube at like you know 11 o'clock at night when we're coming home from nights out so it's good to actually have slightly more coherent ones slightly more coherent not inviting anyone else i don't know i'm uh, surprised I don't know if he will. Oh. But I have asked. I might get my dad. (gasps) Oh. Oh, that would be good. That would be really good if you could. So, Dad, if you're listening. Which I hope you are. Which I hope you are, if you're not rude. Um, (laughs) The invitation is rescinded, if you're not. (laughs) I basically already put it out there, so you're going to have to come on now, even if you didn't mean it. Yeah, I'm now kind of basically gonna have to come on the podcast. So yeah, my dad might come on. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Oh, oh, you wait and do it for Father's Day. That's what I was thinking. Oh my god, great minds, great minds. minds. We just basically hire us, hire us as your whole marketing teams. Yeah. Basically, what you need to do. Basically, yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it on the cheap as well, ish. We are from London. So, you know, London prices would be quite a nice place. Please and thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much again. Thank you for coming. I do appreciate. Anytime. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. I did too. It was a load of fun. (laughs) 